can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I am your host, Jackie Coke, and today we'll be diving into a topic that every successful manager must master, and it is called delegation. We'll learn how to empower your team, how to maximize productivity, and how to create a harmonious work environment. So grab a cup of coffee turn up the volume, sit back, and let's get started. So delegation is often misunderstood, but it's such a vital skill that separates good managers from, actually, I would say even mediocre managers from good ones, to be honest. I think a lot of listeners think that delegation is simply handing off tasks but it's so much more than that. It's not just getting things off of your to-do list and onto somebody else's. It's really about recognizing the strengths of your team members, fostering growth, and ensuring everyone can contribute to the best of their abilities. That's how to maximize delegation. Now, I think there's two purposes for delegation, right? There's needing to get things done in order to get a project finished or across the line. And then there's delegating if you're overwhelmed and with your tasks and you're like, you know what, I bet if I gave this to so-and-so, it could be a good learning opportunity for them, right? So there's kind of like those two, in my opinion, the two times in which you really want to delegate. I always remember when I think about delegating, I think about a comment a former employee of mine said to me once after I left a job, I was checking in with her and seeing how it was going and she said something that I, I reflect on quite a bit, actually. I don't even know if she realizes she said it, but she said, you know what, Jackie, I never saw you as strict, but you had a way of making sure everything got done. And I don't remember exactly the language she used, but she essentially said like, now that you've left, things are honestly a little bit of a mess or unorganized or, or not getting done. It was something along those lines. And I've reflected on that a lot over the years. I think this, gosh, it's probably seven years ago now since someone said that to me. And as I've reflected on it over the years, I really think that what she pointed out was that I had the ability to delegate. Um, and that's really what was beneath the surface of that comment that was that really like struck me, you know, because I'm not a strict person. I'm not a, a really hard enforcer. So what about me made that happen? And I do think it was delegation. Now I'm not saying I'm the best delegator all the time, but, um, I think 
you know, perhaps I did that a little bit better than some of the other leaders that, that were there. And so when you're able to effectively delegate, the team just gets stuff done without like a lot of friction or chaos. And again, on the flip side, I've definitely not done it well. You know, there's been times where I have found myself frustrated with my direct reports who are not getting something done correctly. You know, I needed, you know, there's times when I needed to get new projects executed or new things researched. And I just passed it off to somebody who I knew probably didn't have the skills to do it, but I was hopeful was able, would be able to figure it out because I was just too overwhelmed. And of course, things weren't getting done and they were running in the wrong direction. All of a sudden they were done with the project and it was something completely different. And it really was because of me right? I didn't delegate appropriately. I didn't pass that off appropriately. And so that is definitely a learning as well, right? We It's a practice. And, and we talk about that on the show for sure. But um, I was just trying to get stuff off my to-do list. So I pawned it off on to her and let her roll with it. And it just didn't work out well. And so two examples of where I feel like I was probably good at delegating and then where I wasn't, right? But I want to talk about why we delegate and why it's such an important skill to have as a leader or a boss. So first, delegation helps build trust and build stronger relationships with your team members. When you empower them to give them important and give them important tasks, it shows that you have confidence in them, that you trust them, that you believe they can do it. And that trust, when done like over time, over and over again, helps to create a positive work culture, you know, where everyone feels motivated, trusted, valued, all of that stuff. It also, if you're delegating something to somebody and you give them the space to, to maybe make a mistake, it make it shows that, you know, your culture is one where it's okay to make mistakes, And that's so critical to team building. We've talked about that so many times on previous episodes. And then the second is it really, it frees up your time as a manager. Let's be real. That's what, that's a lot of why we're doing it. We have way too much stuff on our plates. We want to get stuff off of our to-do list as well so that we can focus on things that move the needle and delegating frees up your time as a manager. And so when you distribute tasks across your team, You can focus on the strategic stuff like planning and mentoring and just like creating a good work environment, moving the business along. Like it frees up your time to do that higher level stuff that you really want to be doing or the stuff that is within your zone of genius. So it helps you work on the bigger picture and make more of an impact. So that is why it's so important, but it doesn't come without challenges, right? I think there's a fear that a lot of managers have and that it's like, giving up control, especially if you're, let's say you're listening to the show and you are not, well, there's probably two different types of people listening to the show. One, you're an entrepreneur. It's your business. And so the fear of giving up control, like, holy crap, what if this person messes up? Like, what if it, I mean, a lot of us are probably like, what if their mistake, like, makes the business fail? Or what if it makes clients upset? What if they can't do it, right? And then if you're not an entrepreneur, there's this fear of 
what if they F up and I have to like, it's a reflection of me and how I lead my team to my bosses, right? If you're reporting to to somebody else, there's this fear of what it will look like if something doesn't go well. And so, you know, giving up control, your perceived control of, of things can be scary. And you may not even realize that you're afraid of that, right? Um, you might realize you are and be like, I'm scared of this and that's all right. Um, and it's natural to feel hesitant to let go of certain things, especially when you're used to doing it all. But it isn't about losing control if you're delegating correctly. It's about really giving, clearly articulating what needs to be done and then help, allow, helping and allowing somebody else to do the work. It doesn't mean that you just like wipe your hands clean of it. Good luck. And we talk, I'm going to talk about some of the steps on how to actually start to do this here in a second, but you're not actually giving up control. You're, you're allowing some of the work to be done by somebody else. And that will allow you to get focus on higher level responsibilities. And then it's just going to continue to make things easier and easier and easier. So how can you become a better delegator? Here are some steps that I think to keep in mind when you're doing it. So the first step is you have to be able to select the right tasks to get to delegate. Usually, it's best to start with routine, time-consuming tasks if it's like a regular day-to-day thing that you're trying to get off of your plate. But if you're managing a big project with like a lot of moving parts, I find it's easier to break those things down into smaller tasks that you can delegate. So you can either delegate it all to the same person and just walk through step-by-step like, this is what needs to be done, then this, then this, then this. Um, Now you don't want to dictate exactly how to do it all, but at least like setting up some like core things that need to be done, or maybe you pass them off to different people, right? There's different aspects to this project and this part, this person can do this part, this person can do and really setting them up to do it. So instead of just saying, Hey, I need you to take care of an office move. Good luck. Um, What if you were to like, Hey, okay, we need someone to, identify a moving partner. We need somebody to identify how and when we're going to pack up the whole office and who's going to help with that. We need people to help with that. You know, there's like different steps that I think make it more easily to delegate than just like, Hey, go do this office move. Um, it, it, it can, that can be a little overwhelming and there's not a lot of clear direction. So first step is to make sure you're selecting the right tasks to delegate. And that can depend on who it, who you have available, which is the second step, is understanding your team. And you want to know what their skills are, even like what their in, like interests are, what their goals are, so that some of the tasks that you might be delegating are actually things that are actually helping to mentor and grow people. That's the best use of delegation, to be honest. So then you can assign responsibilities and align with their strengths, um, provide those opportunities for growth. And it's not just about dumping work on people. You want to make sure that delegating is intentional. Like it's, it's something that's necessary to move a big project along or giving them a chance to shine and learn and grow. The third step is to, to set clear expectations. So clarity is crucial when delegating tasks. 
If you can clearly define the objectives, deadlines, and desired outcomes, you're going to have so much more success. Um, So you want to make sure that your team members understand the, the scope of the responsibility that you are delegating and make sure they have the right resources and support to complete it. And then make sure that you're like really providing effective communication. And and some of those things we dig into a little bit more, but it's so important you set clear expectations. Like this is what I need done. This is when we need it done by. Here's why we're doing it. Those are like the three things that I think set a clear expectation. Here's what needs to be done. Here's when it needs to be done. Here's why we're doing it. So make sure you're setting those clear expectations. Again, the why helps them understand what it all impacts so that if they come across a decision-making moment, they're like, okay, well, the purpose I'm doing this is for X, Y, Z. That means I should make this call versus that call, right? And then the fourth step is providing the right resources and support. So delegating a task also involves making sure they have the right resources and support. It includes making sure they have access to information, tools, training, guidance to make sure that they can get it done correctly. You can't just say, go do this, but then they don't have access to what they need. need. Also, they might not know what they need. So not that you need a handhold every step of the way, but when when you're delegating something, you could be like, okay, this is what I need you to do. This is what I have already available. This is what I'm missing. This is where I think you can find it. But, you know, maybe it, maybe you come up with something else, right? But sharing all of those details helps them get the the thing done and helps them at least start to think about the resources that they need because you might not know everything that they need, but if you're starting to get them thinking about it, they may come up with that on their own. And then, Of course, you want to make sure that you are providing clear communication along the way. So you don't just delegate, sign off, bye, let me know when it's done. Like you want to establish regular check-ins, make sure they know they can come to you with questions and clarification and make sure there's open lines of communication, right? So you want to make sure you're, you're checking in on it and seeing how it's going and making sure that they feel comfortable coming to you as well. So those four things are the best places to start if you're new to delegating. So again, as a review, it's it's knowing what tasks you can delegate. It's understanding your team and the strengths and their capabilities and even their bandwidth. I didn't mention that, but being aware of how much bandwidth they actually have in their workloads. And then three is setting clear expectations. And then four is providing the right resources and support. So those are kind of the, the I'm going to say the basics, but I guess they are the basics. And then once you've mastered those things, here are some like expert tip, pro tips to, to take it to the next level. So you want to make sure that you're empowering decision-making. Um, you know, if, if you delegate a task, also delegate the decision-making that comes with it, Right. You want to give them the authority and autonomy to make decisions related to the delegated things. But 
if you don't do both of those, they're never going to be able to move things forward. So I guess maybe this should be a fifth and not a pro tip. Got to make sure that you're doing that. And you want to empower them to make decisions within the, you know, the, the scope of the tasks that you've given to them so that you're fostering a sense of ownership and accountability. And then in addition to the communication, you want to also give feedback and recognition, right? You want to, to start reinforcing that they're doing a good job at doing some of these things. And so feedback not only plays a crucial role, it helps them know like how they're doing and, and all of that stuff, but recognition helps motivate and improve their performance because they're going to start to see that by taking on additional things, stretching out of their comfort zone, learning and growing is a good thing. They're getting feedback and recognized for that. And then it's an ongoing process. So you just want to remember that it's a practice. It requires continuous assessment and, you know, refining of things. And so you want to evaluate how effective you're being at delegating pretty regularly and make adjustments, you know, ask for feedback. Hey, how could I have done, how could I have set you up better? Hey, how could I have supported you better? Asking questions and seeking feedback. Don't just say like, so how did that go? Like sometimes they need more prompting questions. So ask questions like, how can I support you better? How can I set you up better next time? Those are all really great things to, to keep, to, to add in. So as we start to wrap up this episode, I just want to recap a few takeaways. Obvious, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but we talked about that delegating is an essential skill you really got to have if you're going to have a team of people working for you. It allows you to leverage and develop them and get more time for yourself to work on the important things and get things done. Under, you need to understand the people on your team and their aspirations, their skills, so that you can effectively delegate. You have to set clear expectations and provide the necessary support, resources, and feedback and communication so that they can be successful. And in doing so, you're going to build trust. You're going to strengthen your relationships and create a better, more positive work environment. And it's going to help you grow as a boss, and it's going to help your team members grow in their skills. So it's, it's an critical, crucial, crucial thing that you're working on. So like most leadership and bossing skills, it's a practice. The more you do it, the more you're going to learn and the better you're going to get. So just keep on trying and iterating as you go. And thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. And by listening to the show, this is part of the practice. So I applaud you for trying to get better at some of these things and paying attention to these things. It makes you a good boss. So keep doing that. Keep practicing and keep being a good boss. We'll talk again soon, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Are you ready to hire a recruiter to help you in your business? Exciting news for you that can be me and my team. And we believe that the recruiting industry is due for a major upgrade in its recruiting and fee structures. So we have a completely different model than other recruiters out there. We have transparent pricing and transparent fees. Go check out peopleprinciples.co forward slash recruiting for how you can partner with us and let us do the hiring for you.